Well, good morning. Wonderful to be together. It's very uh, particularly exciting today because of the baptism. Uh, it's really good that Charlie's going to be baptised, and uh, it's a real privilege to to witness that and be part of it. And uh, for those that have come uh, as uh, friends, uh, it's really welcome. And uh, pray God blesses you while you're here. And uh, and that you uh, go away knowing the joy and the hope of God in your heart. Because that's what we believe God wants for each of us, to know his presence and his goodness. Um, as Jamie's saying, we, we, we're going through a series, or at least um, Rochelle and I are, on the prayers of Paul. Amen. And um, what I find, you know, the Bible is, is really helpful in all matters of life and doctrine and uh, the way we live. And so it's true, too, in the way we pray. And so when, I, when I, I'm a bit unsure about stuff, we look at the Bible and I can see, particularly in prayer, that's just what we're looking at today, how other people prayed, and that gives me a, a clue as to how I might pray. And so that's what I, I, I was looking at, particularly I was looking at some of the prayers that Paul prayed. And the one we're going to look at today is, uh, is from Ephesians chapter 6, and uh, verse 19 and 20. So it's quite short. Um, so I'm just going to read that out. So it's Ephesians chapter 6, verses 19 and 20. So this is Paul's prayer. It says, Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, Amen. for which I am ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Now, when I read this, and I was sort of thinking about it, I must say, I was quite challenged by this prayer. Um, because if I'm honest, and I, and I think I try and try to be honest when I'm up the front here, but uh, uh, if I'm honest, my prayers often are like, God, you're marvellous, you're lovely, but I have all these problems. Now, can, you, can you please sort this out? Can you sort this out? And please, can I help this? And, and I, need, I need this, and I need this, and I need this. And suddenly this list of needs jumps out of my mouth. Um, and, uh, and, you know, and, and, and that's, that's fine. God encourages us, and the Bible encourages us to ask for the things that we need because we have a Father in heaven who loves us and to come before him. But actually, there's a bit missing now, if we, if we look back to how Jesus taught us to pray, and we look at the, uh, the Lord's Prayer, um, and, uh, and we can read that in Matthew, we, we won't turn to it, but the Lord's Prayer is uh, uh, not something I don't believe that we were supposed to recite. I mean, it's fine if, if you do that, but it was a pattern. And it starts with, Our Father, who art in heaven. It's the AV version, which is one I learnt from school. Um, who, who, who's in heaven, uh, hallowed or holy is your name. So it starts with us um, remembering who God is and recognising that he's our father, that he's holy, that he's in heaven, that he's above everything. So it's a really good way to start any prayer um, to recognise who we're talking to and to get a much better perspective on our lives to see who God is and, and the fact that we have a father in heaven. But if you recall then, then the next bit of the, the prayer goes on to say, thy kingdom come, or your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
It then goes on to say, give us today our daily bread. So when I have prayers that recognise who God is and then go into a big list of the stuff I need, I've missed out a section. Actually, it's a really important section. And I don't believe that necessarily Jesus was teaching us sort of in, in order of importance, but I think there is something in, about the order in which he, he taught us to pray. Um, that actually being concerned about things of God, your kingdom come, your will be done, actually should come before our concerns about ourselves. Amen. Amen. And so, and so Jesus was teaching us, actually, have a bigger perspective on life. How See, we can be yeah. so wrapped up with what's going on in our own lives. And some, and I know, and, and you know, the privilege of, of serving here, I, 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 I'm aware of so much that's going on in some people's lives and, and, uh, and being able to, to support them where we can. And, uh, and people, you know, and we all go through so much at times and, and such pressures. And, uh, and therefore, it's right that we support one another and, and we, we come alongside. But actually, God wants us to have a bigger perspective than just our life. And so, Jesus taught us to pray, your kingdom come. Your will be done. Above everything else, I want to see you and your kingdom and your authority and your presence come over my life and the life of those around me, the life of my sister. Uh, uh, my community, uh, the life of this country, and so on. And your will be done. And that's quite a tough one, because you know what? Sometimes God's will is different to mine. Sometimes what I want is not what God wants. Amen. And so my perspective isn't to go, Lord, do what I want. It's, God, do what you want. Hallelujah. And that's quite difficult. I find that, it's interesting that I, I love the songs we had this morning, one of them about being surrender. I need to surrender. And say, God, actually, it's what you want. Amen. And this is Paul's prayer in a nutshell. Paul is praying. If you go back to what we read before, Paul's concern, Paul's prayer was this. Help me to share the gospel fearlessly. Amen. And in essence, that is saying, Lord, help me to bring your kingdom. Help me, because in, in the end, bringing the gospel, bringing the good news of Jesus... It's bringing his kingdom. It's letting his kingdom come. When someone turns to Christ, when someone becomes a Christian, as we're celebrating uh, this morning with, uh, with Charlie, God's kingdom has come into their life. Amen. It has transformed them. More of God's rule and reign is being seen on the earth through the life of these people. And that's what, that's what Paul was concerned about. And so he was asking for, help me, Help for sharing the gospel. Help me to do it fearlessly as I should. And so he was very much in tune with what Jesus had taught about prayer. And he would wanted to, to, to make that um, his priority. So that's why he didn't ask people to pray for, um, or can you pray that I have enough to eat? Or can you pray um, that, that, that I'm not sick? Or could... Now I'm sure he did that. And I don't want to belittle uh, any prayers when we pray for other people for, for, for provision and for, for sickness. God encourages us to do that. But it's about our, our perspective on Hallelujah. life. Hallelujah. 
I love the song that we had this morning. Um, it's a new one. I want to speak the name of Jesus. Um, I, haven't, I hadn't heard it before. And actually that sums up what Paul is saying. Actually, if, if Jesus can be known, if Jesus can be experienced by people in my family, in my, uh, in my community, they're going to be changed. If, if they can meet Jesus... And I want to speak that name. That's what that song was saying. I want to speak that name. Amen. And that is what we're talking about here. Paul is saying, I want to speak the name of Jesus. I want to do it fearlessly. I want to be able to be bold with it. And so when we sing that song, there is in part of us <coughs> saying, do you know what? I really believe that actually if I can get the name of Jesus, if people can experience if people can meet Jesus, they're going to be transformed. And I want to speak it. I want to speak it over my family. I want to speak it over my community. I want to speak it. And, and that almost that song was, was saying that. And so, and so we need boldness. And Paul was, Paul was recognising that actually he, he wanted to let Jesus be known. God had given him the commission to do it. But you know what? He didn't find it easy. And so he prayed. Help me to be fearless. Now I find that really encouraging. As well as I find it challenging. I find it really encouraging. If you read through the Bible and you look at the life of Paul and you look at the person of Paul, he was a very strong character. He was going here and there, he was beaten, he was, you know, but he, and he challenged the leadership of the day and he, and he just, he was, he was just a, a mighty man. Thank you. Um, <laughs> He was a mighty man, and yet, he's saying, help me to not fear. Help me to be bold. So if Paul, with all that he was like, well, all he was, he was uh, wanted, needed prayer to be bold and fearless, how much more me? Hallelujah. How much more us do we need that? I need it. Amen. You know, when, when, I, when I, want, I, want to, I want people to know Jesus, and I'm sure if you're sitting here and you've come to know Christ, if you've come to know Jesus, you want people to know him. But you want the name of Jesus to be found, but you find it so hard. I find it so hard to speak it, to tell people. And, uh, and Paul felt the same. And so he said, please pray for me. Please pray for me. And that's what, uh, that's what this prayer is about. Please pray that I may make known the wonderful gospel. Now, one of the things that Paul also had um, was his story. And uh, he was so taken up, and it comes out so often, as we read through the Bible, his story of how he came to Christ, and what he was before he came to Christ, and what he was after comes out. So just one of those passages, 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15 and 16, says this, Here is a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. But for this very reason I was shown mercy, so that in me, the worst of sinners, Christ might display his immense patience as an example for those who would believe in him and receive eternal life. Paul remembered, and not with huge pain, but, but he knew what he was before he met Jesus. He was, and for those that you don't know the story, he was a very zealous um, Israelite, he, he 
wanted to do everything right. And when he heard about the followers of Jesus, he was angry. He thought it was wrong, and anger burned within him, and he wanted to destroy the church. And he went around um, doing what he could to get the church wiped off the face of the earth. He went around arresting people. He was there uh, um, at the Stephen's um, stoning, uh, giving approval to it. He was going uh, around arresting Christians, throwing them in prison. He was doing everything. He hated Christians. And then on the road to Damascus, he was met by Jesus. This person who he hated, this person he was persecuting, this person who he wanted to get rid of, met him. Amen. And instead of being judged, as he no doubt expected, or, or, or would, you know, would have been rightly, he was met with forgiveness yeah. and love and acceptance. And Paul never forgot that experience. He never forgot the amazing nature of his encounters with Jesus. He knew what he was. He called himself the worst of sinners. He recognised what he was doing was awful. And yet, instead of being judged, instead of being thrown out, instead of being uh, just wiped out by Jesus, he encountered grace and love and mercy and forgiveness. And he was restored and he was given a wonderful purpose. And Paul, throughout his life, and if you read through his letters, he remembers what he once was and the amazing mercy and grace of Jesus. And that just burned within him. And he wanted so many, he wanted everyone to know how wonderful this Jesus is. Amen. This Jesus isn't going to judge you. This Jesus isn't going to wipe you out. He's going to come to you with love and mercy and grace. And I want people to know this. Amen. And so Paul burned with that. And I, and I think it's, and, you know, I guess many of us wouldn't call ourselves the worst of sinners. Some, some you know, make, make, anyway, I'm not going to go there. Um, I, I wasn't the worst of sinners. But actually, I was in the same state as Paul. Before I came to Christ, I was lost. Mm. I was hopeless. I had nothing in my life that was of any merit, any good. And yet Jesus came to me. He transformed my life. I met him and I've walked with him. And it's an amazing journey. Amen. And you know what? That is the best thing we can share with our friends, our neighbours, those around us, is what Jesus has done for me. Hallelujah. That's what Paul wanted to share. Look what he's done for me. This is what that verse in Timothy says. Mm. I want, so, so that you know that you are never too far away, let me tell you what he did for me. Mm. Look, t- let me tell you what I was like. I was the worst of sinners, and yet God's grace and mercy and love came upon me. He can do it for you. Hallelujah. He will do it for you. And so that was Paul's motivation. He was so taken up with Jesus, so amazed at what he'd done, that he wanted to share it. But he didn't always find it easy. And so he asked for prayer. Lord, help me. Or actually, can you pray for me to be bold? Can you pray for me to be fearless? Paul calls himself an ambassador in those verses. I'm an ambassador in change. And now, the word ambassador, we know today, is, and it's a representative of another kingdom. So we, in the United Kingdom, have ambassadors all around the world. And they represent the interests of the British government. And 
We, as ambassadors of Christ, and Paul as ambassador of Christ, represent the kingdom of God. Amen. So we represent um, the kingdom of God to those on earth. Because our, our citizenship, the Bible tells us, is in heaven. We're no longer actually citizens of earth. So therefore, we're ambassadors on earth of the kingdom of heaven. And so Paul uh, recognised that. And of course, an ambassador, what they do is they represent the kingdom they're part of. So Paul wanted to do that by his words, but also we do that by how we reflect the kingdom that we're part of. So the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom that God brings down, is one of full of hope and love and joy and peace. And so as we encounter Jesus, so we become representatives of heaven. And so often... Often when we go and meet people, it's not so much, and, and it's important that we do speak the gospel, and it's important that we do tell people, but actually it's as much what we carry of the kingdom that people will be impacted by. Amen. And so, it's, you know, if, I, if I'm going to carry something of the kingdom, I need to get close to the, to the source. I need to get close to Jesus. And so I can get from him that love. I can get from him that peace. I can get from him that hope. And that joy, and then I carry that as an ambassador to those around us. And people will see, and the Bible talks about, you know, uh, they will know that you're my disciples because of the love you have. Where does that love come from? It comes from encountering and being with Jesus. We don't make it up. We love because he first loved us. And so there is a a requirement. If we're going to do this, if we're going to respond to this prayer, the first thing we do is get close to Jesus. As Jamie was talking about uh, just before I started speaking, it's, it's that encounter, that, that relationship is so vital. Because as we do that, as we spend time with Jesus, we will carry the kingdom. We will be ambassadors. And we will take what, what we have received and we will be able to give it to others. Simply because we have been with Jesus. This is what Paul got it from. He encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus. He was there. There was a massive light. He was just encountered. He was overcome. And then all through his life, he had those moments where he spent time in the presence of Jesus. And from that, he was able to carry the wonderful news uh, of, of the, the, that Jesus loves and saves and transforms lives. Amen. And that's wonderful. So he was an ambassador, and we are ambassadors. But the other thing, and actually there's a, there's a parallel verse, it's the last thing I want to say about this, is in, in Colossians Four, two to four. He actually says virtually the same thing. He says, "Pray for me that I may declare the gospel." But he says there, "Help me to declare it clearly." Mm. So he wants to be fearless and he wants to be clear. Amen. Now this is a really interesting one. You see, G- uh, Paul was preaching to someone uh, to uh, loads of people who had never heard of Jesus, who had never encountered him. So he needed to explain clearly. What, uh, who Jesus was, what he came to do. And, of course, Paul adapted what he said depending on who his hearers were. So if he was speaking to uh, Gentiles, those that have no idea of, of Jesus, no idea of, of, of the Old Testament and all this sort of stuff, he would start in a certain place. If he was talking to Jews, he would start in a certain place. If he was talking to people that had um, um, been taught the baptism of John, which was about repentance he would start in a different place because he wanted to 
make it clear. You know, we could have a, a set thing. We could tell people, you know, we could write something out, um, and the ABC, and I'm not decrying that. There was, a, there was a thing that used to go around where you, I can't remember what they were now, but you, so A was, this is how you told people the gospel, which, which I think has got some merit. What we need to do, though, we'd be clear on, is we need to find out where people are at. Amen. So that they can understand what we're saying to them. Amen. Jamie, a few weeks ago, was talking about how important it is to, when we meet people, is to love them for where they're at and who they are. Amen. And as we do that, we can understand what, what, you know, where they're coming from. And now that needs wisdom. That needs understanding. You see, I can go down the street and I can, I can speak... You know, by the way, Jesus loves you, he died on the cross, um, and he wants to save you from your sins. I could say that to ten people, and they wouldn't have a clue what I was talking about. They would be, some would, maybe. Others wouldn't have a clue. They would have no reference point. And so, when we, when we want to come and fearlessly speak the gospel, we, uh, Paul says, I want to be clear as well. Amen. And that means understanding where people are coming from, Amen. spending time with them, understanding what is motivating them, what is behind uh, their, their, um, their, their issues and, and so on. And then through that, and through the wisdom of God and through the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, we can then lead them to a place where they can accept Jesus. That may take some time, particularly in this world we're in now. You know, maybe 20 years ago, a lot of people understood a little bit about who Jesus was and what he came to do. Nowadays... If you talk to young people, they have no clue. They have no idea what Christmas is about. They have no idea what Easter is about. We're starting from a different point than we were 20 years ago. So we need to quite understand where people are from. Now, I'm not saying the gospel hasn't changed. The gospel is still the gospel. The gospel that Jesus came down and he lived a perfect life. He died a death as a substitute for me. He died in my place because of the things I'd done wrong. And because he was sinless, he took the responsibility, he took the punishment that I deserved, and I can go free. That is the wonder of the gospel. It's the same gospel that Paul preached. It's the same uh, gospel that we preach, hopefully, in a hundred years' time or until Jesus comes back. But actually, to get people to the point of being able to understand and accept that, we need to know where they're coming from, Amen. and we need to spend time with them, and we need to be clear. And so Paul prayed, help me to be fearless and help me to be clear. And what I want to encourage you today, and I think this is where I want to finish, is simply this. This is a wonderful prayer for us. Amen. I want to be able to give Jesus. I want people to meet him. But I'm fearful. And I don't always do it very well. And I don't always make it myself very clear. So actually, I want you to pray for me. And that is a really, really good thing to pray for one another. That when we have times together, whatever it is, whether it's over a coffee or whether there's a midweek meeting or, or whatever, why don't we share with one another about our attempts to share the gospel in whatever way is appropriate? Whether it's a friend that you've just started to get to know um, and, and just, you know, just speak you know, the gospel and talk about Jesus, wouldn't be that appropriate just at this point? I need to get to know him a bit more. Why don't, wouldn't it be wonderful if we prayed for one another to say, okay, let you, let, let's pray for boldness. 
let's pray for clarity so that you'll know what next step it is when you spend time with them. Amen. And we can then be fulfilling that prayer that Jesus taught us about your kingdom come, your will be done. And, and, and to encourage one another. And then, then we become, when we come back together, we say, well, how did it go? Oh, it's hopeless. I said something and, and, and they were completely misunderstood. Okay, well, let's, let's go again. Let's pray for you again. Let's pray for fearlessness. Mm. Let's pray for clarity. And, uh, and so that you'll know exactly what to do next time. And that is a really wonderful way of encouraging one another to bring the gospel to our friends, our family. Because we need... I, I mean, I, you know, my... My, uh, my, my wife's family, lots going on in that, in that family. Most of them... Um, don't know Jesus. In fact, we were just talking in the car on the way down. She just received a text from um, uh, from my sister about uh, my, from, uh, from her sister about an encounter that her, her husband had had with a with a with a consultant, and how and she said, uh, and it was really really helpful about you know the treatment she's having and and, and so on, and it was just by chance, and, and Katie said. What was the chance of that? It was such a helpful conversation. And my wife's been praying. So what do we say? Do we say, oh, oh well, that happened because we prayed? Oh, will they mm. find that? What is that? We've mm. got to find the reference. Mm. And we want to be able to bring in something about, actually, we've been praying for that. But in a way that she can accept from where she's coming from. Because she's got no faith. She's got no reference for Jesus. She's got no reference for for those things. She's got not been interested. So we were thinking, okay, well, how do we respond to that? How do we, you know, how do we, what's the next step for us in trying to bring Jesus to this family? Mm. I'm just right, we need, we need clarity. We just need, uh, uh, you know, we want, we want to do something just to say, oh yeah, just that was that, wasn't it? I don't believe it was. But, you know, so that is just one little example of, of where, you know, we need clarity. We need, we need boldness to take a little step, but we need clarity as well. So, uh, and, and, and there's lots of other issues, in, particularly with Katrina's family, where we are standing with them in prayer, but most of them um, don't know Jesus. And, uh, and so we, we just want to be able to help them um, see that Jesus cares and loves them. And I'm sure many of you, if we talk about it, have got situations in your family or in workplaces or in your communities where you'd love to be able to share something of the gospel, something of the good news of Jesus, something of the kingdom. And you don't know what to do. You don't know how to do it. You don't know the, the, the next step. Well, let's pray for one another. Let's just get alongside one another so that we can know that boldness and that clarity and that we can be ambassadors. And whether it's simply we get alongside someone but don't say anything at one point, that's absolutely fine. And then next time you, you've got a little more opportunity to say something about the wonderful Jesus that you've come to know. And the best thing you can do often with these things is simply tell your story. Tell your story. Tell, you what, tell people what Jesus has done for you. You know, as, well, as, as good as it is to explain the gospel and we, and we need to understand what it is, just telling people what Jesus has done for you is so powerful. That's what Paul did. You should see what he's done for me. He can do it for you. And, uh, and we can pray for one another that we may have the strength and the boldness and the clarity to do that. So let's pray.
Yeah, Father, thank you. Thank you for the gospel. Lord, it is, it is just amazing. It's outrageous that, Lord, you would declare me not guilty simply because I've trusted in Jesus, who was not guilty and yet took my sin. Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for this outrageous gospel that has saved me, that has transformed my life. And I thank you, Lord, that you have transformed the lives of the people that I'm speaking to, most of them, uh, and, and you've done amazing things in our lives. So we're just amazed at your goodness. We're amazed at your faithfulness, amazed at your forgiveness, amazed at your love and your grace, Lord, and your patience. Lord, we just, we just love who you are and what you've done for us. And we love that we've met you. And we want to meet you more. We want to get closer to you. We want to have that in intimate relationship with you, that we have more and more of your goodness and love in our hearts. But Lord, we also want to share that with others. And so Lord, my prayer for each of us today is Lord, help us to be bold. Help us to remember the wonder of our salvation and who you are and be able to share that with others. Lord, help us to be fearless when we do it. <laughs> Lord, help us to pluck up the courage to do the next step, whatever that is. Help us, Lord, to be clear. Help us to love the people that we are getting close to. Help us to, be, uh, to understand where they're at and be able to help them on the next step. And Lord, I pray, help us to help and support one another. Let us be those that pray for one another. Amen. Share with one another about what we're doing. God, help us, Lord, to be those that support one another in prayer, as Paul was asking for prayer in this matter. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.